0: Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up don't to them. I'm man. Do I'm not trying say it. you're starting to shake. Okay. I, don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not Go in. run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of them.
1: Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast that has the courage to look at Zach and say, here's Johnny. Cause we're at the Stanley hotel. Right? It's the shining. <laughs> that's, that's what I got. That's what oh, I got.
2: Oh Shit. Yeah. I mean, I haven't got a better one. Oh, and uh, what's your name?
1: Fuck. <laughs> I'm Joel Kleinberger
2: And I'm Eric Hufnagel
1: That's right, we are still professional <laughs> podcasters
2: This is a great start We we hit the hit the ground running when it came to podcasting um, First yeah. of all, two chubby cis white boys That's mm. a good start That's a good start
1: The rarest kind of podcasters
2: Just a couple of entertainers And we just really know how to keep our shit together
1: Yeah Yeah I mean, you know, when you think of two white guys in their thirties and you hear they have a podcast, I know it's so surprising every time
2: I told you the story about that person I went on a date with,
1: what? <laughs> tell me.
2: So, so I, I was talking to this person on, on, uh, on a dating app and I mentioned I had a podcast and they were like ew no i'm like oh i know i was like no listen Ah, i know i know and they're like look like i've already had some bad experiences and they told me about about a date they went on with this guy and this guy fucking sits them takes them home to his house sits them down and says hey listen I have a podcast. It's really good. I want you to oh, hear no.
1: it. Oh no. He makes
2: them listen to an entire episode of his podcast while he's watching. Oh, and you know what his my. podcast is about? Men's rights? No. Oh, w- worse. Oh, it's no. him. It's him talking alone about the band Fish
1: oh my god oh my god this is like a this is like a modern day saw i don't
0: i don't like this i don't feel good right now i don't either you
1: can make a parody of saw about the dangers (laughs) of dating for women
2: just call it pod
1: yeah, just call it pod. Yeah, you're just in a room and you have to speed date with all these people and like if they're not playing you their own podcast talking about fish, they're grabbing you by the neck and talking about what Joe Rogan talked about <laughs> on his podcast.
2: Are like you wake up in a room and ev- and like And they're playing the podcast for you and you can't (laughs) leave it. Everything in the room is like, it's like a Casper mattress. Your
1: only food is coming from nature box.
2: Yeah. You're sitting on a stamps.com scale. Yeah. And if you get (laughs) off the scale, you explode.
1: And if you don't like comment and subscribe, follow now, hit that bell. (laughs) That's the only way you actually have to join the Patreon to get out of the dungeon.
0: John Fishman, the drummer of Fish, is an expert at improvising polyrhythms during jams. Whoa, oh Fish no, has many oh songs God. in which the no, main drum no, beat no, is a no, polyrhythm. No, 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 no. Yet John Fishman often creatively improvises complex polyrhythms to oh, elevate no. Fish's jams. No. The other band members often grab onto these additional rhythms with their go, own instruments. Go, other go, times, go, Trey or go, Mike start go, go, a new rhythm that go. Fishman replicates.
1: I have found that on the dating scene, uh, if the subject of my podcast comes up, a good strategy is to beg them not to listen. Dude,
2: no, no, I don't want, I don't want anyone I'm interested in romantically to listen to this.
1: But we do want you to listen, <laughs> and we want you to listen <laughs> as we discuss oh, Ghost Lord, Adventures rocky start. <laughs> season four, episode five, The Stanley Hotel. We're
0: standing in the shadows of Rocky Mountain National Park in front of one of the most famous and most haunted hotels in all of the United States. You're walking into their house. I mean, look at their house. They've got beautiful sinks. They've got fridge probably stocked with ghost beer. You're walking into their house. and You you didn't get invited. What would you do? I'd go nuts. I was laying in bed and I felt like someone was tickling my feet. Here's Zach! This is the hotel that inspired horror master Stephen King to write The Shining. And not only that, but Jim Carrey stayed in this room for three hours and couldn't stay in there, ran downstairs and had to get out of there. Dumbbell is my favorite movie, so I, this is the greatest part. Think Lord Dunraven's gonna come out and say hi to me in 401 when I sleep in his room?
2: Maybe you should provoke him.
0: Really? Is it something you're telling me to do, Bailey? Yeah. How can I turn a beautiful little child down like that? I will commit. Okay. okay. I will do as you tell me. My mentor.
2: This is one of my favorite episodes of Ghost Adventures of all time. Oh, absolutely. Not because of the evidence. Definitely not. Not because of the location. Nope. Just because of Zacky and his boys. It's a Zack and Aaron episode.
1: No, this is this is a beach episode in the shonen anime of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> This is a beach episode. They're just partying. They're having fun. They're doing bits. They're learning about each other. And they're making memories
2: and and mistakes and <laughs> some mistakes.
0: This place makes me feel excited as hell.
1: Which is in Warlocks. This is it. This is the famous hotel. This is, as Zach Bagans mentions in the episode intro, as he is imagining flating Stephen King's
2: oh, cock. Yeah. Yeah, this, he's, got, uh, he's got his quick uh, reenactment of him, like, limping down the, the hall with the axe. And, of yeah. course, Nick and Aaron are at the end of the hall as, like, the murdered little girls. And then he goes up and swings the axe at Aaron, of course.
1: Of course, of course.
0: <laughs> Not cool.
1: They are at, of course, the Stanley Hotel, which is the setting for Stephen King's The Shining. Uh, it is apparently haunted. I guess, uh, Stephen King felt so creeped out being there that he was inspired to write a book, which, based when The Shining came out, he was doing so much fucking cocaine that, I mean, it doesn't take a lot for him to get inspired or scared, probably. Oh, yeah. He was doing such fatty lines in there. He was just like, ah, 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 ah ghost, ghost, ghost. <laughs> they're in my teeth. They're in my
0: teeth. I got to get out. Oh man, This is a cool room. Can we put an X up here? Yeah.
1: And, you know, we get introduced to the concept of the haunting with one of our only witnesses Connor Randall who's yes. a like a, a thin thin little lithe boy with a uh, blazing blonde hair died he is an eyewitness and paranormal researcher and really importantly uh he has had two heart transplants which yeah. he says because he has these multiple near death experiences uh in childhood it gets him you know closer to the other side, closer to this field than anything else.
2: Little little Dick Cheney.
1: <laughs> well, um I don't know about you, Eric, but uh this guy's story made me think probably my meanest thought I've had about a person on this show oh, in a while. No.
2: What what did you think?
1: Well, cuz I see him and I see that he is a part-time amateur paranormal researcher and my the I can't stop the way my brain works, Wishes and Warlocks. It's not like I consciously want to be a terrible person, but when he said that, and I looked at him, and he says he has had two heart transplants, I was like, for this guy? Oh! oh
2: fucking oh, two? No. Oh, like, really? God. Is he curing
1: cancer? No, he's hunting ghosts in his part-time, and like, what, working at a fucking Arby's? <laughs> like,
2: you are the worst. Really?
1: Two for this guy? You There's are nobody the worst. else? Nobody else needs those hearts.
2: Oh, shit. It's not easy to get a heart, Eric.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Connor's very nice, but Joel, whatever.
2: I'm going to make it even worse. Oh. Because I'm going to bring to your attention the only conversation that Zach decides to have with this child besides about the ghosts. First thing he fucking says is he points to the window that is his room that he's staying in and he yeah. just, and this is completely out of the blue. He just goes, hey, you know, like I'm staying in that room over there. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? You know, I'm going to, once I get in there, I'm going to get naked <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and that's, and that's my room, by the way, that's where I'm going to be staying uh, by myself. Uh, Little boy. That's where I'm gonna be staying.
0: I'm gonna get I'm gonna have to get naked a couple times to take a shower (laughs) Sometimes in the middle of night I get up to get water and I can't guarantee that that I'm wearing everything
2: I mean, I will be honest though. The first thing I do when I enter a hotel room is Take off all my clothes.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely
2: naked time
1: you strip down you fucking snail trail all over the bed. You just you, take your foreskin, <laughs> just touch it against all the buttons.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sprinkle sprinkle some crack on some things. Uh, yeah. You know, bleed on some shit.
1: Just really get that swamp-ass crack deep into the covers. Just yeah, like I sit on the back off. of the chairs. Mm, mm, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but I would never tell a teen that that was my plan.
1: Well... This is a a little amuse-bouche, if you will. A, an aperitif of what is to come as far as
2: uh,
1: discussing and interacting with children in not a great way. But <laughs> it's going to get very, very dicey. What do you mean dicey? Dicey dangerous.
2: Before we ever did this podcast, the first thought I'd have of remembering Ghost Adventures, before my incident at the hotel of watching it on a bunch of drugs... Um, when we used to watch it at your place on a bunch of drugs, um, <laughs> I yeah. always went back to this episode. Always, I this this episode is burned into my fucking brain. It's
1: it's because we watched it at a Ghost Adventures party, and a, a few <sighs> moments in this are so traumatizingly
2: cringeworthy that's right that's right there were people over oh my god
1: and we all collectively screamed <sighs> yeah and not because not in well in terror but not because of ghosts
2: no 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 I screamed by myself watching it again
1: which is warlocks? I'm not a, like, emotional person when I wash things. I'm very cold and calculated. Like, we've talked about this before on the podcast. You know, even if I'm, like, finishing during lovemaking, it's just kind of like <laughs> a polite cough and a handshake and I'm done. <laughs> so, the trust me um, when I say that when this episode made me scream, like, yell and put my t-shirt over my head two yes. times... It is powerful.
0: I got chills going yeah. down my spine, guys.
1: The trouble begins as they're being walked through by woman. I forgot to write down her name. Kalia Sek. Kalia Sek. She is the resident paranormal investigator. She starts them off by taking them through the tunnel because the, the hotel has the main hotel where people stay, the manor house, which probably where rich people stay, and then there's the abandoned uh, old carriage house, which is where the inventor of the...
2: Stanley Steamer!
1: The Stanley Steamer automobile, that's where they were built. (laughs) Not
2: gonna kink shame, but I'm not interested. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) They're not even pretending that this hotel is not a fucking paranormal pyramid scheme. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm wondering if these locations apply to be on Ghost Adventures at this point, because this seems like an advertisement.
1: A hundred percent. This is this is like the scene in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 where they're like, you get to go to the Wynn Hotel. Here's a bunch of glamor shots.
2: Everyone remembers that. Uh, uh, the Criterion. I don't believe that was uh, that was included in the uh, the Criterion collection.
1: Well, it's it's not yet. It's got to go through the the whole process. You know, it's going to be included in the Criterion collection box set 2023 edition. We know it. It's going to happen next year.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> God damn it.
1: But that's the thing is like, it's, it's so true. It's glamor shots. There's no pretense. They're, they're being led by the local the resident, resident, the, the person who is there to go on ghost tours for the guests. Yeah. And, and again, she's just taking them through the tunnel that you fucking pay for. And <laughs> there is, there is a tunnel that connects the manor house with the main hotel and, because the rich people at the manor house back in the day uh, knew that it would get snowy. And even though they would love to have made their servants walk through the snow to bring them stuff, they realized it was just faster and more convenient to have them go through this dangerous tunnel that was poorly built to the fact where it collapsed one time and killed a man.
2: Yeah, and it's and it's built on top of limestone and quartz, which are like Crumbly as shit. Oh,
1: okay. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Was not only crumbly as shit, but Zach is trying to have this like moment of how it's a haunted place because, ooh, he's a trapped soul because he was just working and. He wouldn't know that he died. And then Zach freaks out because a bunch of fat American tourists start walking (laughs) on the ceiling.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then they start doing like a post effect of like the camera shaking. And he's like, oh, no. Oh,
1: it's going to happen. Is it a post effect or is Aaron just like,
2: "Uh, uh, it's going to be funny. (laughs) Pretty sure that that looks very much like it looks post and after effects. Yeah. They, he talks
1: about how the the energy in this tunnel must be so strong because it is built with is on limestone and quartz, and those are great conductors. This is a quote: "Great conductors of energy, and that must add to the haunting." Yeah. And Eric, I don't, I don't know where he's getting his sources because limestone and quartz are shit conductors of energy. They're not even used as conductors. If quartz was actually a good conductor, you would not be able to buy huge chunks of it for like 20 bucks at a crystal shop.
2: No, it would be like lithium platinum mind yeah it'd be like elon musk would own all the minds of it
1: and also i do love that the cutaway <laughs> to the artist's <laughs> depiction of what limestone and quartz look like yeah. has like the font that says limestone and quartz so like it was written in somebody's live journal in 2012 Oh yeah
2: no it's like the scary like I have issues. It's
1: the same kind of font where if somebody's taking a selfie of them in like goth makeup in a mirror that's like lit lit by candles, and then they have they do the quick editing of their, their reflection turning around and doing like the shaky head thing. It's like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Tortured.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and speaking of literal torture, uh, the next scene, Zach tries out some of his sketch comedy. With the Trouts.
2: Oh, boy. Ghost Trout. So, you know, it's a good bit um, for, for Ghost Adventures. Mm, mm. He's like, you know, a lot of people used to eat trout here. and So there's a lot of animal <laughs> ghosts. Of yep. Trout. Um, and then he turns. And at first I was, like, getting really excited about this. Um, but yeah. then he turns. It turns it into a bit where he turns and looks, and he's like, you know, because this is just a pane of glass, and like apparently some people see trout behind this, but I don't see anything. And it's like, ha ha, good ones. Ah. Well,
1: and speaking of after effects, they do cut to a close up of the trout that is in the tank, and they put a glowing effect on it. Yes, which is cute. Yeah, Eric, let's talk comedy. You said this is a pretty good bit. It is a pretty good bit for Ghost Adventures. That's what a I said. Yeah
2: for ghost adventures
1: but let's talk comedy let's talk about how this bit it is a setup this this is the setup for a bit where zach is playing the straight man and he's like there ain't no trout in there what you need is aaron coming from like camera right with his head just being like "Uh, (laughs) oh there's a fish right there
2: joel your version is way worse
1: I know, but it would be way funnier.
0: <laughs> so, uh, sometimes I guess you're supposed to look at this and they say you're supposed to see a fish or something, but I don't see anything.
1: I never got any respect there really, you know?
2: I thought for sure he was going to go off about how there's like sightings of ghost trout. Somebody will be walking along the halls and they'll hear like a distant fapping. And they're like, what is that? It's like a wet slapping noise. And then they'll look and there's nothing there.
1: They're, they're, Zach is taking a bath. He's hanging Dong in the bathtub. Just like, where the fuck is that heart transplant kid? I tried to, I was really leaning into this. You just see like the water between his legs go
2: like.
1: (sighs) (laughs) That's what I felt a bite on my penis. (laughs) I believe it was the the ghost of a trout trying to eat a worm. And that's
2: when, that's when a uh, grouper mouth Aaron emerges <laughs> from the tub. <laughs> and then they both have a laugh.
1: <laughs> well,
2: anyways, continue Aaron.
1: You just fucking called me Aaron.
2: No, I was talking about the joke where he was sucking his dick. <laughs> 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 I thought you called me Aaron. No, never, Joel.
1: Not cool. Uh, let's talk about the next level of bullshit here at this tourist trap. The resident psychic,
2: oh Madame Vera. God, dude. Apparently, all it takes to be a psychic <laughs> <laughs> is to just be so insufferably confident, arrogant. And, uh, mysterious. That's it. That's the, that's the magic three. You need
1: a shawl. You need confidence. You need butterflies on your wall and you're good.
2: Madam Vera is bullshit. It's almost
1: the setup of a comedy bit on accident because the scene starts with them sitting at the table. And, and, you know, Vera says, there's a lot of spirits here. And then Zach first, he slips up. He's like, is there? And then he sits down. He's like, oh. I, I know, I know. (laughs) And know. And then Vera goes,
2: I know, you know,
1: I know, you know, I can sense them. I can, I can sense them on you. And then I wish they could have just kept escalating. And then Zach's like, yeah, I know you can sense them on me because I can sense them on me right now. And I can sense them on you.
2: I can sense that you sense them on me.
1: I'm sensing spirits right now. They're telling me that they can feel you. They can feel me. They can feel each other. I'm not even psychic.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah? I'm the resident psychic here. Guess what? I sense everything that's going on right now. You don't even know what I'm sensing right now, little (laughs) boy. You don't even, you can't even fucking understand a goddamn thing I sense. You stupid fucking idiot. It's
1: it's like a full-on, like, grade school-level schoolyard <laughs> dispute where it's like, I bet you didn't know Mechatron can turn into a gun <laughs> and a tank. I was like, yeah, I did, and you can turn into a T-Rex
2: if it's Beast Wars. I would just love if it ended with with them, like, both standing up really quick and, like, getting in each other's faces and Nick has to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we can... We, we're all sensing s- stuff, okay? Like, we all sense it. Bro,
1: I was listening to my, my headphones last night for these beats that I was creating for my next rap album and I sense something too, but no one's talking to me, okay? So can we all calm down?
2: She's like... You all had an experience already. Something happened to you already. And Nick's like, How did you know that
1: <laughs> I wonder how this psychic knew that when she is like the professional psychic at a hotel where the reason people come to talk to her is because they fucking like think they had oh, an experience or want to have an experience and be oh, told they had an
2: experience. I have a theory. Oh So 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 she she turns to Nick and Nick's like, I could hear the door lock like swing and bashing around and like and then she's like uh I'm gonna stop you there um did you hear music or singing and he's like oh uh, <laughs> I had my earbuds in so I couldn't really hear anything and she looks yeah. so disappointed <laughs> she like kind of like looks off lightly like mm, uh mm, mm-hmm. okay yeah sure sure you didn't okay great, great. Oh. yeah great All right, no, well. no it's, and, it's fantastic and here's my theory uh it was her. Yeah. She was outside his room singing and rattling his door. And yeah. she thought for sure she had him.
1: This is the level of shysterness. There are there are places that are perfect recipes for trap souls. Like, I'll buy Pavalia all day every day. It's abandoned. No one fucking lives there. No one's making money off of it. This place makes its <laughs> bread and butter. I'm being scary.
2: She's like, hmm, you must be in room one oh three how did you know
1: yeah and then fucking meanwhile she's 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 just like the that morning she's at the staff meeting of the stanley hotel and and the leader the, like the manager is like all right vera we've got uh amateur ghost hunters in 103 uh you know what to do they will have <laughs> evp recorders so you know try and make a little extra noise
0: lots of spirits in this building I know. I can sense them. I know. I know. You've already had an experience in here. How do you know that? I can feel it on Me the two too.
2: of you. Everything that guy just says is bullshit.
1: Thank you. The next place they go, the place that Zach is so excited for, is the Carriage House, mm-hmm. which is aforementioned, where they built the Stanley Steamers, and it used to be a motel, and now <laughs> it is... Where they uh, store all their garbage. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: And the thing, and this is like my favorite bit of Zach garbage, just word vomit, because he's trying to be coy to build up the tension. Oh my God. If you will allow me, I wrote it down verbatim. (sighs) Yeah. There is one thing in particular that I'm not going to bring up right now. I'm going to wait until we go in there to see if I see it first. And if I see it, I'm going to ask you about it because I don't know if it is true or not. And if it is true, it will be one of the more creepiest things I've seen in my time of doing this. Like, what a fucking maze.
0: What the hell? What the f***? was that
2: also joel did you pick up on the fucking like metal gear solid sound effects they used <laughs> showing they show the, the the grounds and they show a yeah. circle around the hotel and then they do a dotted line to yeah to the carriage house and it's like Bee! like it's just it sounds like it's exactly like like snake we have a mission for you i received the coordinates snake
1: Snake! Get those nerds! Snake! Nerds! And then he fucking steps into this place he's so excited for with like really big masculine Dan Hooven energy (laughs) of being like, this is my room. This is my room.
0: This is my room. I think I heard somebody say Dan. That's my name.
1: He is—he is so excited that this hotel keeps the deathbed so that ghost fetishists can sniff 'em and lick 'em and touch 'em and be like, mm, someone died on here. Mm.
2: Yeah, and he's—and he gets really excited about how how they've got all their stuff in there. He's like, you know, all these ghosts—they've got their their sinks in here, their cars, they got their beds. They even have this this ghost fridge. With ghost beer in it.
1: That's right. Ghost brand beer from the (laughs) Ghost Adventures crew. Smooth lager for all of your ghost hunting needs.
2: (laughs) G-A-C-I-P-A.
1: The big steppin' porter.
2: (laughs) Zach's twink sour. I'd buy that for a dollar.
1: Ah! They cut back from commercial and... One of my favorite cutaways is of Nick like blinking the sun out of his eyes, but they put the spooky music under it and make him speed it up. <laughs> so he just like looks yeah. really confused, like, Arr. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's like he's lightly, lightly shifting <laughs> his weight between his feet. But then yeah. because they speed it up, he's like Whoa. like yeah. he looks like a like an electric toothbrush. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it doesn't look like he's aware that it's part. Like he's part of like a commercial <laughs> cutaway. Like he's just like he literally just woke up. Oh, this is this is Zach's second attempt at his stand-up routine where he's like, you know, hey, check this out, it's so cool. There's elk, just right over there. You could you could just walk up right to over to him, and you can talk to him. And they talk back. Uh, JK, LOL. JK, so oh, oh, JK, got you, uh, dude, got you. <laughs> oh,
2: I bet you raffled. Oh my god, rawr. <laughs> dude, Am GTFO, right? you noob. Uh, <laughs> random, LOL. Boy, what a great segue into what we're just mm. about to deal with. Mm.
0: Welcome to the dark side of the Stanley Hotel.
1: Who, boy. Uh, witches and Warlocks, there are few moments in Ghost Adventures that stand out as tall than this, the interview with Bailey Kramer, Paranormal Child Detective.
2: Oh my god, Joel. The first part of this interview is bad. And then I thought, oh, that's that wasn't so bad. It wasn't that bad. And then they come back. And it gets so much worse.
1: It's not great starting out. Because first, we've, all, we've mentioned many times that Zach really does like to frame himself bigger than his interviewees. And boy, does he lean into that by <laughs> starting the shot with just her little child head in the bottom <laughs> left
2: corner. Yeah! they're trying to make it cute they're trying to make it cute they're just like they're like oh uh and then he like turns to look and she's not there and he's like oh i mean down here this <laughs> down here. this little thing
1: this little thing that i'm about to touch
2: oh boy
1: and bailey kramer is a is a young woman she must be 11 definitely in the awkward phase like blushing I mean, she's in front of Zach Bagans, which I feel like if you're a 12-year-old paranormal, like, child prodigy, you probably have watched all of Ghost Adventures.
2: Yeah, and if you, if you live in, like, where is this? Estes Park, Colorado? Yeah. And Zach shows up? Dude, uh, the hottest ticket.
1: This was probably an awakening for young Bailey.
2: Oh, oh, it is. And you see... Her whole thing is that, like, she she's seen some ghosts. That all pales in comparison to the fucking intensity going on between her and Zach.
1: We can assume the best intentions from Zach. That's fine. We have watched enough interviews with him to know when he's doing his, like, hot bro posing. Yes. And he is,
2: oh, he's, he's hitting it. He is pulling out every pose he's got he is leaning he's he's like crossing his arms in like a real flexy way and then he gets down real low and like gets up in her face and he's like right down to her level man like hey i'm right here with you honey it's just you and me baby
1: and the intensity just keeps going especially when bailey talks about katie a little girl who visits her often when she stays at the hotel and then she describes being woken up by a tickling of her little feet and i could almost feel zach internally moaning wishing it was him getting on those wee piggies (laughs) good going it gets worse as they cut back as bailey is finishing up her story about katie bailey drops eye contact and then zach's eyes go boom down boom up oh
2: no She's a child, Zach!
1: 12 minutes dude. and nine seconds oh. in. The full scan. And he and and he is licking his lips.
2: Oh. So my. much. So here's here's my charitable theory. Zach is a hot dude. Yeah. He's always been a hot dude. And I've known people like that. Mm-hmm. And I happen to know that people who are like that often they can't not flirt with somebody who's attracted to them oh yeah for sure (laughs) she is losing her little mind it I and i i feel for her (laughs) because like yeah like do you remember when you were 11 or 12 how fucking like out of your mind horny you were uh eric what do you not remember us
1: like Barely being able to contain our panting desire for Danielle at Sylvan Learning <laughs> Center, <laughs> yes! like melting oh. as she's trying to teach us math, as we're trying to do bits at her because we think that that's gonna like do something. Oh yeah, like we're yeah. we're fucking riffing with this like twenty five year old woman. Memories. Uh, after they start discussing one of the only named ghosts in the the place. Lord uh, Dunraven the original (laughs) property owner Bailey's like he doesn't like me very much because I
2: provoke him and then Zach's like we don't provoke we don't do that and she's like yeah well I do and Zach's like what and then you hear Aaron (gasps) like
0: oh
2: (laughs) 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 oh." and Zach's like damn girl, gross sometimes you have to provoke him
0: Really, we don't do that.
2: Oh, I do. Everything you say to me, step wasn't to end, and i about to be- come. Joel, I don't know if you caught this, but right during that sequence, he lets Bailey know what room he's staying in. <sighs> Zach, 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 Zach. Just like he did with Connor, he's trying to have a pre teen party in his fucking hotel room. And it's not okay. This is
0: freaky, dude. Oh, It's gonna be alright, Eric.
2: Oh, God! Oh, yeah, and also just, like, just, like, sandwiched in between these interactions with Bailey uh, is the scene where where Zach's like, we're gonna have some static cams on us while we sleep tonight, right? That would be great. Like, and then if anything weird happens to us, uh, we got it on camera. And I think... He's just trying to have an alibi. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's, I don't think he's trying to catch anything spooky. I think he's trying to stop himself.
1: Yeah. Or just to make sure that like, if he is interviewed in like a Michael Jackson situation, he's like, how can I turn down the beautiful child that comes knocking at my door? We just talked about ghosts and our feelings. Nothing bad. I am quoting Zach Bagans because after Bailey commands him to provoke Lord, Dunraven. Zach gets so turgid that in the heat of the moment he's like, well, how can I turn down a beautiful little child like that? And then in like mid-sentence you can kind of like see him look off behind the camera probably catching Nick's eyes who's a father of daughters
2: (laughs) he was just shaking his head like dude yeah just
1: giving him like a face you
2: need to stop and then he just dives in further
1: so i screamed when uh zach eye humped her that was like a ah but this is a full-on guttural yell
2: this is the part where i had to pause it i had to close my laptop and like walk away for a minute So he turns to her and he's like, he's like, all right, my princess, my queen, I'll do whatever you say, anything you want. And then he like bows down and starts bowing to her and he grabs her hand and this girl is absolutely losing it. Yeah. She's like, she's like all pressed up against this wall and she's like, (laughs) oh, like just just schoolgirl crushing so hard and he is eating it up ew
1: ew ew you did probably make a memory for life for bailey
2: oh yeah no this is a this is a core memory for bailey
1: oh yeah she is going to be riding that high honestly if i had an interaction with a crush like that at that age, I would have a lot more confidence in myself and I'd probably be a better person. Oh, yeah
2: now no like this is like this is like the scene on a blank check. you know <laughs> like this is when the little boy who's got a million dollars gets to make out with the like a hot woman who's in her mid20s.
1: That's a really weird one that they just kind of slid by us, huh? Because I love that movie. Oh my, my parents, god! Watch that with me a lot. It's like it,
2: it, there was apparently nothing wrong with that back then.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's some really weird, ingrained, problematic shit. We live in a bad world. We live in a horrible
2: uh, country, and it's the seams are splitting as in our lifetime. We're getting to see it.
1: Hopefully, Bailey was filled with so much positive energy and confidence by having Zach Bagans literally bow in front of her that she will rise up one day and become a spiritual guru that leads us to the promised
0: land. <laughs> I don't I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomach ache.
1: Zach sets up the haunting of the most haunted rooms in the Stanley Hotel. And boy do these not sound very haunted. We've got room 401, where Zach is going to stay, which is apparently haunted by Lord Dunraven. Yeah. And like the only story is that a contractor came in.
2: <laughs> and they opened a the closet.
1: <laughs> yeah, they opened the closet. And the guy was like, bah! Got scared and he never came back. The next room is uh room four oh seven, which they don't sleep in because the only story is that the lady heard footsteps (laughs) in a hotel (laughs) who would think who would have
2: thought oh no i feel
0: scared right now there's
2: a room where the woman had the meltdown yeah (laughs) and they had to call the police yeah she's like freaking out in her room and then she, she she has to be escorted off the property by the police And she said that her bed was floating.
1: Well, yeah, and then of course, with the production of Ghost Adventures, it's always the top tier. Uh, The cutaway reenactment that they do of it, they choose a (laughs) scream that sounds like (laughs) an—it's like an old woman from a cartoon (laughs) who just saw a mouse, like (laughs) ah
2: yeah. Oh, man. I, you know what would be fun is just to build a Ghost adventure soundboard <laughs> of all the, like, terrible, uh, terrible SFX they've got.
1: Don't, don't put that in the universe. Now I want to do that, and I've got to fucking do that. It's going to be great. We're
2: going to make the best Ghost Adventure soundbook.
1: Oh, a full-on soundbook? We're going to publish it with the little keys on dude, the side? Dude,
2: Joel, <laughs> Joel, Joel. Joel. For for like our listeners, that yeah. would be such tight merch.
1: Well, Eric, you know you have you know the cross merchandising we're gonna do here. What? It's a sound book, and it is a ghost goes quick, oh. a paranormal story about Timmy oh, the ghost, Timmy
2: the quick ghost. Oh, his interactions with the gak. He's trying to make friends with them.
1: Timmy tried to appear as a mist in front of Aaron, and Aaron let out a
2: gasp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> when Timmy ran by, <laughs> he could hear Aaron say, "Oh
2: my god." And he just pressed the "Oh my god." Oh my god. And then the ghost went quick. <laughs> Timmy
1: heard a woman scream. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and then he t- he reached over and a t- and, a- and started the meter. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> the nice spiky-haired man put a pod on the ground. <laughs> Timmy wanted to poke the pod.
0: What will happen next? I have no idea.
1: The last room, room 428, eight away from being so cool. And (laughs) this is where a woman in bed with her husband woke up in the night and apparently just watched a cowboy ghost like wander around for a while. And then she like long enough to be like, "Is that my husband?" Wait, he's see
2: through. No, hey, oh, that's a cowboy.
1: That's a cowboy, and he's he's partially transparent. <laughs>
2: and then the cowboy cowboy ghost goes goes over and kisses her. <laughs> this whole time, this whole time, this guy and his wife are just watching this happen, and they're not screaming. <laughs>
1: The husband—they established that the husband was awake the whole time, and so this fucking dude just watches the cowboy ghost come over and just plant a fat one on on his wife's forehead, just like, all right. Oh my well, God! I've seen I've seen weirder at those parties you bring me to, honey. Glad that we are oh. swingers already.
2: It's paranormal cuckolding.
1: <laughs> you just got me to fucking spit take. God damn it. <laughs> So, oh man! Speaking of uh, paranormally cuckolding somebody, <laughs> uh, they cut back from this story, and Aaron is so into it. He's like, "Wow, that's an awesome story!" And then Zach makes aggressive eye contact. He's like, "Aaron, guess what, bitch? Guess where you're getting? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yeah. get there. And you're gonna get kissed."
2: And then Aaron's like, "But I'm not a chick." This is,
1: like, the first time I think we've ever seen Aaron actually angry. Like, his mood. The instant Zach says, you're gonna be in there, he fucking, like, frowns and flashes a gaze to Nick. Like, bro? Not
2: cool. Joel, I forgot what Mm -hmm. happens in this episode. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I wrote in my notes? What did you write? I wrote... Aaron is bait, but, quote-unquote, not a chick. Really wish they'd make him wear a wig already. Lipstick. <laughs> These are the final stages of the taming of Goodwin.
1: This is, I mean, because this is the thing. This is the thing. Like, he's either pissed because he is having a crisis of the not gaze, or... Maybe he opened up to Zach to reveal that he feels like he's gender. He he might actually be gender sister, and he wants to make his big stepping transition. And (laughs) Zach is, like, outing him here. But then Zach, maybe maybe he's being supportive. Because in the next time we see him, when they're splitting up, guess who's been made to wear a beautiful sparkly wig?
2: This that moment killed me so fucking hard because I was already like man I wish they'd put him in a wig already and then it pans over to him in this cheap ass red wig
1: there's nothing like the juxtaposition of like a cheap fun frilly pink sparkly wig and somebody's face who is pissed off <laughs> about wearing it yes that was so beautiful
0: aaron aaron That's you awesome. get to be the sweetheart sweet. see if you get to try <laughs> cowboy man not a chick, chick. and aaron is wearing that beautiful wig that looks so good right? so we're going to see if aaron can get kissed on the forehead by that same cowboy ghost <laughs> the crazy cowboy man kissing me i'm out i can't look at you i'm going kiss you so uncomfortable how do you girls do this <laughs>
1: I have to imagine as they're setting this up, as they're like walking down the hallway, talking to each other, getting each other like pumped up, like, yeah, I'm going to be in this room, like, oh, just walking this hallway, I can feel like the tension, like, it's gotta suck saying at the Stanley Hotel, where, like, any given night, you're gonna have fucking ghost hunters outside of your fucking wit- your door oh, narrating you, their
2: yeah, shit. Yeah, you hear whispering, and, like, people, like, with their fucking spirit radios on full blast outside your fucking <laughs> room. But, Joel, yeah. can you imagine how fun it would be to fuck with those people? <laughs> yeah. God damn, that would be... I that, I would stay up all night... To fuck with those people. Just
1: scratching on the walls. Just
2: run out me naked in a sheet. (laughs) Ah! That scared the (laughs) out of me and I saw it to button my fly up. Oh, man. By the way, the only scary image in this whole episode is the first shot from the static cam of Aaron entering his room with that wig on. It like it's straight out of like cha- Texas Chainsaw Massacre just like this yeah. huge hulking man just opening the door really quick with a fucking like really bad women's wig on. Yeah. Oh shit. That was the only part where I was like uh uh-uh, uh scary.
1: Yeah. You could cut away from that to like a young woman like jumping out the window yeah. and just put a chainsaw sound and <laughs> <It'd> be perfect. <laughs>
0: He looks weird. You <laughs> look weird,
1: dude. The only thing that's of note that happens here is that Zack sleeps diagonally across his bed.
2: He sleeps without his shirt on, but with his pants on. He looks like a hot vampire avatar from like Second Life. If
1: you've ever walked by a college campus on a Friday night at like 10 p.m., And the vampire, the masquerade LARPers are there. Oh yeah. There is one guy who always has his zipper jinko jeans and no shirt. (laughs) And he he kinda sleeps like a fucking like angsty teenager where he's like across the bed.
2: He's got like one arm off the side. He sleeps in literally every position. Except for normal ones. It's almost as
1: though he realizes he's on camera and he wants to like pose. Almost
2: as if. <laughs> you smell that? It smells really bad. That oh, right
1: here. Oh, it smells like like horse. Oh, yeah. Aaron, it like immediately goes to sleep, which pisses Zach off because him and Nick are like, "Oh my god, it's so scary. We can't sleep. We have to keep waking up." And then Aaron's just fucking snoring out. right away. He's comfortable in the blood of Jesus. This section is definitely not very good. It is lucky that it is followed up by, after the commercial break...
2: The fucking Rob Zombie Laser
1: Hearse? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, let's just say that we're arriving in style. Yeah, good one.
1: They, they fucking show up on camera being dropped off by a 12-year-old school shooter's wet dream of oh, a car. Oh my
2: god, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's with the most non-fitting music ever. It's it's like it's a hearse with skulls and a radiation symbol and green underglow, but they're play they're playing
2: like I'm in my pickup with a bottle of Jack, rockin' <laughs> blues. <laughs> yeah. And then the, they don't even like give any airtime to the two people who who like own that car because they clearly want some airtime and like the girl is wearing a shirt of the hearse and it says something like the best way to pick up chicks
1: these two deserved the blade theme song or a royalty free substitute <laughs> on this hearse is the words Unholy Vampire Malborgia, which is what the gentleman apparently calls himself. Eric, of course, there's one thing that I think needs to happen. I think there has to be a vampire war between Lord Chris Ascari and the unholy vampire Malborgia. Oh,
2: shit. Wow, I would definitely watch that shit the scotland ketamine Empire. freaks versus
1: colorado meth car folks. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah 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 they are pretty methy
1: <laughs> my favorite part about this is of course is they don't let these two have any screen time because aaron has to try his chance at comedy and he he does great right away because He's like, we're the only people that ever walked out alive from this puppy, and it's like a fine line. That's where you cut, Aaron. That's where you stop. Yeah. But then, like, as he's moving off camera, he pops back over. Says like, <laughs> uh, they usually come out in a body bag or coffin
2: like yeah thanks aaron yeah we
1: got it you you you
2: absolutely ruined it
1: i just kept imagining him like fucking doubling down town like as he gets more and more sweaty he just
2: comes back a third time he's like hey no you know because like they're dead bodies yeah because it's, like it's a hearse, hearse.
1: <laughs> yeah um not not to say that there's dead bodies in here because they're just our goth friends they don't actually um, have bodies in there, but it, you know it'd be spooky if they did. It cause... was
2: used as a hearse for a long time, and like you know, they, yeah. they carried dead bodies in there, of people. Yeah, now
1: they just have people at, from a party. You, you get it?
2: Dumb and Dumber's my favorite yeah. movie. <laughs>
1: mouth, it gets me in trouble. Zach, like, kicks open the door to the carriage house. He, like, <laughs> throws open a fucking high five to the woman who's not ready. This is the lockdown, right? I mean, we kind of were already in the lockdown because of the fucking, like, night before, but...
2: Well, they did, yeah, but that, it's a two-part
0: lockdown. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No!
2: No, they're just feeling very exclusive because no one's ever allowed in there because it's literally where they keep all their trash. And like, why the fuck would you let people in there? It's full of rats. Yeah, it's a
1: liability. He's so excited to be here at the carriage house. He's like, I told you we would be back. Are you going to greet us with open arms? And of course, in my mind, I just really wanted an EVP of of, of them hearing, with arms white old pearl, <laughs> under <laughs> the sun,
2: we'll come through this pearl. I'll show you we here. Yeah, dude, Aaron would fucking lose it. You know he loves Creed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the big part of this uh, lockdown, what makes it important, is that they have Bill
2: Chapel. That's right. Bill, 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 The the science science guy. guy. (laughs) Yeah. Science rules.
1: He is here to set up their most technologically ambitious hunt ever. He has a
2: setup which has like a sonar. It's thermosound or whatever. And it's, I, this is the... Most boring <laughs> fucking thing they've ever pulled out in this show. Yeah, it is so dull, and they try for hours trying to make this thing seem cool. And I don't wanna talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. And and I've got one for you, Joel. I could come up. I, I came up with a way cooler experiment. Uh huh. So a Melmeter, it uh, screams <laughs> <laughs> when a ghost is interacting with it, right? Yeah. Um, but you can also have it just set off a light by like 25 of them. Do them in a grid on the ground, like five by five. So when a ghost is passing by, you can see them changing and turning on so you get to be like are they going randomly or are they going in a pattern yeah but you know what they'd never do that because it's too fucking scientific isn't it yep and
1: it's it's not something they could film and have like vague changes in some bar graphs on a screen and say that that it's evidence oh so boring it's the whole the whole rest of this sequence is just this bill has set up this experiment they keep feeling energy and they keep seeing lines on the bar graph go up and down to suggest that there's movement. Yeah. They see a mist and then they get an EVP. Zach feels a presence and he goes like full Steve Brule. He was like, Who are you? What what's your name? <laughs> what are
2: you doing here? Why are you are you near me? What are you gonna do? Oh my god, it's so disappointing. Except there's one there's one EVP in this that's like, it's okay. It's the one that says, that's okay. That's the only one that sounds like a voice.
1: They wrap up the episode because this this whole Bill Chapel experience has been set that if there is a large enough temperature fluctuation and interruption in the field, that it will take a picture on the still can. And so they get
2: <laughs> the lamest... Ghost dick.
0: I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out. I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea.
1: This is the best beach episode ever.
2: One of the most blatant tamings of Aaron Goodwin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The the beatification of Aaron is reaching the point where they're about to fucking put some fake boobs on him and some lipstick. Yeah. And just be like, okay, now sing. Sing, little boy. Put the carrot in your ass. Put the carrot (laughs) in your ass and sing.
1: Aaron, you need to bend over and spread your cheeks so that the ghosts (laughs) can get into that chocolate starfish. Oh,
2: God. Speaking
1: of just pounding that chocolate starfish, it is time to challenge Zach Bagans. To come fight us in the dark.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't know where your room is. This is very dangerous, guys. It's
0: like we're going in for the attack. I'll be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire.
2: Throughout this episode, we learned a little bit more than I was expecting about what... ...can be a ghost. Hmm. Yeah. So we learned that obviously people can be ghosts. Yeah. Uh, animals, trout can be ghosts. Yep.
1: Little, little Um
2: Beer. There's such a thing as ghost beer. <laughs> yep. Um, and Zach also introduces the idea that there is such a thing as a ghost television. Ooh. With that all in mind... I'm going to challenge Zach Beggins to a true Ghost Off. Yeah. Where I'm going to invite Zach to come and battle me. And this is uh, very much like the scene from Hook. Yeah. Where Zach's level of belief will be his downfall. Because technically this will be LARPing. (laughs) Because I'm going to invite him... To a gladiator arena. A ghost gladiator arena. So it's just going to be a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) But I'll, I'll describe what it is. And he'll see it. And every weapon I bring out, it'll be real to him. I will say this is a ghost halberd. What you have is a limp ghost potato. And we're going to battle.
1: You know, you're in this ghost Walmart, which obviously... You're in their home, Zach. They don't want you there. Did they invite you to this ghost Walmart parking lot? No, we did.
2: You're not welcome there. I'll point out, I'll say, Zach, do you hear that? All the ghosts are booing you. Do you believe? You're playing with us, Peter. You're playing with us. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, Eric... I had no idea that that was going to be the way you uh, took this, but it works very well with mine, <laughs> shockingly Good. enough. Good. I think that one way to really rile up the ghost community is I think on the ghost televisions that they have, the ghost programming that I have in store for Zack. Because if there's one thing that I know as a person is that uh, nothing is more painful than looking back at how fucking cringe you were.
0: <laughs> I simply want to
1: invite Zach on a interview show. It seems very innocuous, like a normal. He's a he's a celebrity. He's got a haunted museum. I sit him down on a couch with a camera. It's a studio. And, you know, we're getting ready for the shot. You know, we're counting down. The live studio audience is there. And uh, I leave for a second. And in my place comes Dateline's Chris Hansen.
2: <laughs> Zach's in a towel. Hey, what's,
1: what's this about? What's uh, what's all this? And he's like, Zach, I wanted to play you a video. Uh, It's from uh, 2008. Do you remember <laughs> 2008, Zach? You remember Little Bailey? Let's see. Let's just play this moment here. Where where are your eyes going there, Zach?
2: Zach, how old did she say she was?
1: Zach, were you trying to get her to your room? Uh, that sounds a bit... Creepy doesn't it.
2: <laughs> and you know what, Joel? This whole time, none of this is actually happening. No. <laughs> it's just me describing this to him. Yeah. <laughs> and saying it's actually happening. Because it's ghost Chris Hansen. It's a ghost <laughs> show. And he's going to absolutely lose his mind.
1: And then he fucking wakes up four years later, he comes to consciousness, is like, was it real?
2: Was any of it real?
1: A gentleman walks by. It's Aaron, but he's wearing, like, like doctor scrubs. He's dressed...
2: He's a nurse. With a red wig.
1: You're finally... <laughs> <laughs> You're finally awake, dude.
2: He's like, wait, where's Nick? Oh, Nick. Nick's a ghost.
1: He, like, he looks over, he's like, there's no one here, man. And just, like, Nick's just sitting there looking at him. <laughs>
2: This is getting deep. <laughs> this is going far.
1: This is this has gone really surreal really fast.
2: And yet again, Joel, it's all me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm describing all of this. Well, Eric,
1: I think to really make sure that we have this level of power of suggestion, we are going to have to train in the dark arts under the tutelage of the oh, unholy Bailey vampire, Kramer. no, oh, the unholy damn. vampire Balborgia and Chris Ascari. Uh,
2: you can take, you can take that. You can have at it. I'm going to 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 give my my myself over as a uh, as a.
1: Uh, Go ahead, finish finish the sentence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I give myself over yeah, there's, as there's a. There's a reason I didn't pick this i know i know um i will be a uh mm, what apprentice yeah an apprentice of the of the the powerful young witch bailey kramer yeah. who is probably in her late 20s now so it's okay but
1: uh there is one problem uh with the introductions uh are you going to display but like Oh, hey, Bailey Kramer. I saw you when you were, uh, like, 12 years old on Ghost Adventures. You were very
2: powerful then. You were very powerful then. I can only imagine what a very powerful witch she is now.
1: And then a whisper on the wind, and then you realize that you're... (laughs) You need
2: to take a seat. You need to take a
1: seat. That's got to be the out. That's that's, that's funny.
2: (laughs) No, no. No. (laughs) No. So, enjoy that, witches and warlocks. Have that. You know what? Like, pfft, fuck you. <laughs> no, you, no, don't, no. you don't like it. You don't like what we got for you. You don't like this? Fine. Fuck you. Suck it.
1: Yeah, uh, this is this is the point in our our progress as a podcast where we start turning on our fans. <laughs> the next episode is the Hillview Manor and it's described as a former home to the destitute in Pennsylvania yay another poor house
2: Ooh,
1: all right. we're entering a series of episodes where the the title card is Zach with his arms wide open under the starlight welcome us to this place and he will show us everything
2: oh, Eric I love you I love you right back
1: and witches and warlocks fuck you
2: Oh my god, you guys are so judgy.
1: We love you. We you really You don't do. like
2: this. You don't like what we're doing.
1: We love you so much. You've only ever been encouraging to us. We love yeah, you. Yeah, you. Y'all have
2: been really nice. Thanks, guys. Okay,
1: <laughs> bye. <laughs> Alright, all you witches and warlocks out there, thank you so much for listening. Eric and I, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Come Fight Me in the Dark or at CFMITD.com you can check out our Patreon for exclusive bonus content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the stuff that's too hot for the pod, and new skits, and that's at CFMITD as well. Send us an email at Dark at gmail.com with any questions, stories, and fan art. We, we love hearing from you, so thank you so much for listening, and have a good night.